Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and the show is coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. It is brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are Charity, and we are so happy that you are here with us today. The Miracle Moment is brought to you from Michael Verbrugge Construction, who is sponsoring our booth at the Moraga Fair this year. Make sure to uh, visit our websites to find out more about Michael Verbrugge and his company and what he does, and because we really do appreciate him being um, our sponsor. You can go to mvcremodeling.com. That's mvcremodeling is kind of how the easiest way, I think, to look at it. For more information about Michael Verbrugge, and he is a terrific builder, and he can take care of all of your needs. And the miracle moment for today is an Irish proverb in in uh, honor of St. Patrick's Day that's coming up just in a couple days. There is not a tree in heaven than the tree of patience. There is not a tree in heaven that's higher than the tree of patience. I love that. I just think that that is such a great one because um, as a gardener, I'm always talking about how important patience is and we can never get enough of it. Well, today's show, we're going to be talking about some happy things. One is happy foods. Are there foods that can actually boost your feel-good quotient? And the answer is yes. And I'm going to give you some of the best antidepressant edibles around that are going to make you very joyful and also keep you healthy. Also, if you've ever wanted to be on TV or in the movie, I'm going to guide you through an acting tour. So what is stopping you? I am the author of The Business of Show Business. So we're going to show you how to get on a set. It could be easier than you thought. Because these days, the more real you are as a person, the better it is. And then finally, you know, health insurance is all over the news now. And a lot of coverage is being denied. Well, what do you do when your coverage is denied? We're going to talk about how to know your rights, how to write an appeal, how to fight back. So that is going to be our show for today on Star Style. Be 
be the star you are. Well, food, we all like to eat, or at least most of us like to eat, but some food is better than other foods, and some food can actually work as an antidepressant. So you absolutely can eat your way to a better mood. So what foods and beverages have been proven to help you get that real feel-good feeling, well, we're going to talk about that now. I, I really think that after you hear this, you can feel sharper, you'll feel more relaxed, and you can be just plain happier. So here are some of the best things you can do. Now, number one, chocolate. For all you women out there, you'll be so thrilled that I'm talking about chocolate. Actually, chocolate does make you feel good to such an extent that 52% of women would choose chocolate over sex, according to a survey. Now, chocolate contains chemical pet compounds known as polyphenols, which they interact with the neurotransmitters in the brain and they reduce anxiety. An Australian study found that men and women who consumed the most chocolate in the form of a beverage or, you know, a bar felt calmer and more content than those who consumed a placebo, uh, whether it be a drink or something else. Now, when we talk about chocolate, we really are talking about dark chocolate. The darker the chocolate, the better. The darker the chocolate, the less sugar. Now, chocolate also boosts serotonin. That is the same neurotransmitter that is affected by antidepressant medications. It triggers the release of dopamine, which stimulates that pleasure part of the brain. And then there's the sensual side of chocolate, that intensity of the flavor and that melting cessation as it dissolves in your mouth. There's such great satisfaction that people get from chocolate that uh, it could be very, very helpful for your ha happiness as well as for its chemical composition. Now, you want to aim for about one ounce of dark chocolate a day. And most studies say that you want dark chocolate with a minimum of 70% cacao beans in it. So white chocolate's not going to do and milk chocolate's not going to do. Sorry, those of you who love that. There's really too much sugar in it and not enough of the cacao in it. So you're not going to get uh, all the benefits. The second happy food is fish. Now, I'm a big fish eater. I love seafood and I love fish. And I could, you know, that to me is just a yummy, yummy, um, delicious treat. And it has been called actually brain food. Fish has been called brain food because our brains have a high concentration of omega-3 fatty acids. And so does fish. And these fatty acids have been linked to memory and other cognitive functions. Now, in countries where people eat a lot of fish, for example, in Japan, depression occurs less often than in countries where people eat less, such as the United States. The omega-3s in fish accumulate in the brain, and they increase the, what's called the membrane fluidity, that ability of brain cell membranes to absorb nutrients and transmit chemical signals. There was a study done in the archives of general psychiatry, and they looked at patients diagnosed with depression who had not responded well to antidepressants. Now, those that were given 1,000 of, milligrams of, um, of EPA, which is a type of omega-3 fatty acid, daily for three months had significant improvements, including less anxiety and better sleep. Now, what is the recommended amount that you should be doing? You should go for at least two or three fish meals a week. 
Now, cold water fish, such as sardines, mackerel, and salmon, they have the highest levels of omega-3s. Now, you can also choose a supplement um, of omega-3 fatty acids of 1,000 milligrams, but it's so much better to get it from your food. Now, the third happy food is dark green vegetables. You want to eat spinach, asparagus, broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts. They are loaded with folate, a B-complex vitamin that plays a key role in regulating our mood. Now, a Harvard study found that up to 38% of adults with depression had low or borderline levels of folate. So if you boost those folate levels of the depressed patients, it, their moods improved. So it would improve for you too. So dark green vegetables are particularly good. I mean, all vegetables and all fruits will boost your mood actually. But when researchers asked 281 people to note their moods on different days, on the days where participants consumed the most vegetables and fruits, they reported feeling happier and more energetic. So we know that folate certainly plays a role, and self-satisfaction may have to do something with it. So Because people feel good when they eat right and when they take care of themselves. And just as another thing as far as vegetables go, you've heard us talk before about you know having a rainbow of colors on your plate. And the dark leafy greens are very, very important uh, all the time. And you should try to have those at least at two meals a day. But all colors are good for you, whether it is the orange and carrots or squash or the purple and beets or purple potatoes. You want to have different colors. So make sure that when you're preparing your meals that you have a very colorful plate. And then you're going to know that you're going to get healthy and happy. Now, what's recommended is five servings of vegetables and fruits a day. Now, middle-aged men who had 10 servings a day, they actually showed reduced blood pressure. And one thing I was just writing about, because I was just doing my garden article for the week, is if you encourage kids to plant a vegetable garden, even if it's just, you know, in a container or a small little area, you give this, uh, give this directly to your kids and you tell them to plant their favorite vegetables, you're going to be more likely to get them to eat their five servings of vegetables a day because when kids grow their own, they're anxious to eat it. So just consider that, that that would be a really great tip to getting kids to eat more vegetables. Now, the fourth food is beans, and that includes soybeans, especially for those people who are vegetarians or vegan. Beans are rich in tryptophan. Now, that's an essential amino acid. It's used to the body uh, to produce serotonin, and that's the neurotransmitter that affects the feelings of calmness and relaxation and helps you sleep better. Beans are also loaded with folate, and folate, as I was mentioning early in, uh, with the vegetables, it regulates your mood. So beans also contain manganese, and that's a trace element that helps pre- uh, prevent mood swings, especially when your blood sugar dips. So a recommendation as far as amount would be, if you're not used to eating beans, just start with a quarter cup 
like five days a week, and then build up to a half cup daily. And this progression will help um, prevent any gastrointestinal, you know, any gastrointestinal symptoms such as flatulence, which, you know, nobody really wants to have. So another happy food, nuts. Now, this is something I just keep around in my car and at my desk all the time because nuts are very high in magnesium, and that's a trace mineral that is involved in more than 300 processes in the body. And people who don't get enough magnesium, they feel irritable, they feel fatigued, and they're definitely more susceptible to stress. Now, the older you are, the more likely you are to be low in magnesium. Because um, if you don't eat enough magnesium-rich foods, or you might you might tend to excrete more magne- uh, magnesium in your urine. So uh, if, if you are elderly or getting up there, everybody's getting up there, you really should have a few more nuts. And many health problems can accelerate the depletion of magnesium from the body. Uh, for example, if you have any kind of gastrointestinal disorder, um, if you have been on the heavy side and you might have had a bariatric surgery, if you have um, diabetes or kidney disease, all of those things deplete magnesium. So aim for an ounce of nuts a day. So good choices are always almonds, walnuts, cashews, hazelnuts, and um, peanuts. Now, peanuts is actually a legume. It's not really a nut, even though we all think of it as a nut. But it's actually a legume. And uh, many people are allergic to peanuts, so we do have to be careful with peanuts. If you don't like nuts, some other high-magnesium foods that you could use Um, to replace the nuts would be spinach, pumpkin seeds, fish, as I was talking about, and beans, as I talked about, whole grains, and dairy. And then, of course, when we talk about the whole grains, just be very careful about that the whole grains really are whole grains. You may remember that I did a show um, that was the truth about whole wheat and whole grain bread, where There is not a law that says how much has to be in um, a bread or or a packaging that says whole grains. They can have as little as one grain, and they can call it whole grain. So you want to always read the ingredients, and you want the first three ingredients to actually be that food, that whole grain, whether it's bran or... um, or wheat, or, you know, whatever that kernel is, you want that the same proportion in uh, in the kernel, you want a big proportion of it. So you want to get as much as you possibly uh, can. The next happy food, a lot of people will be happy about this, is coffee. Now, for a while, coffee was getting a bad rap, but lately they have found that caffeine in coffee, tea, and other caffeinated beverages is actually a very beneficial compound. One study found that people with a mild cognitive impairment were less likely to develop full-fledged Alzheimer's disease when they had the coffee, uh, the caffeine equivalent of about three cups of coffee a day. So caffeine can temporarily improve your memory and your performance on tests. It enhances coordination and other parameters of physical performance. And of course, when you feel energized, you feel happier. Now, on the The flip side of that, too much caffeine, just like too much of anything, is not good for you. And it can give you the jitters, and it can actually make you sick. So I'd stick to three cups or less. 
with, with other things about caffeine, people who feel good from caffeine might be more likely to engage in other happiness-promoting behaviors. For example, visiting with friends or family or going exercising. So the challenge is finding that sweet uh, spot. And that's the same with anything you're going to eat. Just enough caffeine to boost your mood, but not so much that you get the shakes and you start feeling anxious. Uh, And you really should... um, Stay away from caffeine in the afternoons. They say that six hours before bedtime, you do not want to have caffeine. So for most of you who are not overly sensitive to caffeine, one to three cups of caffeine or caffeinated tea are just about right for you and will improve your cognitive behavior. Now, what are some things that are not good for you? What not to eat? And a lot of people turn to food or drink for comfort, right, when you're feeling down and out. And what not to eat or drink when you've got the blues. Alcohol is a depressant, and it depresses the central nervous system. So when you initially consume alcohol, you get this euphoric effect, and you become more animated and less inhibited. But as you continue drinking and more alcohol crosses the blood-brain barrier, the depressant effect predominates. So you've got to be careful there. Anything with high sugar or high fat or high, lots of carbs, such as cookies, pastries, donuts, what they do is they you tend to want more of them. It's like really tough to just take a bite. It gives you a temporary good feeling, but then that excess food intake and that excess sugar makes you have a big fall, a lot of drowsiness, and then often some um, self-loathing. So we don't want to have any of that. Well, I hope that you'll... Uh, enjoy some of the happy foods and stay away from foods and drinks that are going to make you lethargic, fat, and unhappy. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about how to get into commercials and TV shows and movies and what you need to know. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You are listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. And we're brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. During the break, check out Be The Star You Are Charity by going to bethestarur.org. And I want to remind everyone that tomorrow, Amazon Smile will be donating 5% to the, your charity. And we hope it'll be Be The Star You Are if you shop at smile.amazon.com. And it's a one day only just for pre-St. Patrick's Day. So check it out and choose Be The Star You Are. I'll be back in a bit. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. 
www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am your host for today. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I hope that you are having a great day and that you've got some fun plans for St. Patrick's Day. Don't forget, it's coming up in a couple of days. you got to wear green. And you may want to check out my article that I wrote called Gaelic Green about some of the times that I spent in Ireland and my thought about uh, gardening for the green. And then you can read that at the La Mirinda Weekly for this week or from my website at CynthiaBryan.com. Well, I have been in the entertainment uh, business for several decades now, and one of the biggest questions I get almost every place I go is, how do I get a part in a commercial or a TV show or a movie? And everybody really feels it would be fun to be in the movies, but people don't want to move to Hollywood. They don't want to move to New York, or they don't maybe don't want to move to the big city. Also, people have a false idea that you have to have, you know, the movie star, fabulous looks. But that's not exactly the case. What directors are looking um, for these days are more of the real person. Now, a myth about acting is that it's a young person's profession. And while it is true that movies and TV shows mostly feature people in their 20s and 30s and maybe early 40s, actually, when you get older... Actors might have uh, an easier time landing roles in markets outside of L.A., perhaps as a background actor or as an extra or in a print job, especially if you have gray or white hair, because there are so many young people trying to make it as actors in, uh, in the big cities that the competition for those young parts is extremely stiff. But as you get older, people seem to drop out and they don't want to do it as much. So there are agencies, of course, um, and there are background agencies that you can sign up with, and it's possible that you might be able to get just a walk-on part, you know, as a background um, uh, character. And sometimes you could get upgraded to principal. Now, if you've had any improvisation experience or acting experience, or you can take classes, that's always a plus because obviously in order to have a speaking role and to actually get what we call a professional acting job, you really do have to do some, some acting. And acting doesn't come naturally. It is something that is learned. 
But when it comes to commercials or corporate training films, usually what directors are looking for is that somebody who looks like the company's actual customers and employees. In other words, they are looking for just ordinary people. Now, what do people make as a background player? Now, when I use the word background, it also means an extra. You hear people say, oh, how do I be an extra? Well, on some independent films, they may pay you absolutely nothing. They might give you a hot dog for lunch. Um, some some uh, productions, if they're non-union, they'll say, you know, we're going to give you some food and they might give you a T-shirt. I mean, that's the way it goes. Um, sometimes it might be as much as minimum wage, whatever that is in your state. If you are getting doing background work and you're on a union production, you're going to make a close to $170 a day while, while a principal will work and get paid anywhere from $600 to $800 a day. So you can't really look at it for the pay in the beginning, at least um, until you've got a track record, because you don't really know where it's going to come from. But where are you going to find work if you don't even know where to start? Now, people always say, oh, well, how do I find an agent? Let me just tell you and let me bust this myth right now. Agents are not looking for you. <laughs> Agents are not interested in you unless you already have a platform, unless you already have people knocking on your door, unless you're really unique and you're already talented and you know they can send you out and uh, you're going to book the job. But if you're just someone who is wanting to do it for fun and as like a second job or, you know, just as a second kind of hobby, then there are other places that you can look. The first things that you could go to are the city and state film offices. Go to the websites. These places, the film offices, will often list opportunities to appear in films, commercials, print, something that's going to be produced in the area. Sometimes the film office will actually uh, list things that are coming to town. They may list what the directors or producers are looking for. And there might even be opportunities to get your vehicle involved. And they might be even be looking for your house. I've done a couple articles in the past on how to make your home a star. And people think that, oh, you have to have a mansion for it to be in a film. But think again. It could be as simple as a garage or it could be a shed. It could be uh, just an office building or an exercise area. It could be your garden. It could be a ramshackle of a place. It just all depends on what the project is and what they're looking for. And sometimes finding some of the rundown things are just as hard as finding uh, the the beautiful places. So again, either um, do a search for your local film uh, film office and then monitor the announcements or job listings for those appropriate opportunities. Independent filmmakers as well as casting directors do post on these um, on these film sites. Now another thing is casting directors represent production companies and ad agencies that hire actors, models, and background. Now, the term casting director could be different depending on where you are. But casting people, they are actually people who work directly with the producers. The producers give them a breakdown of what they're looking for. They often will put out what's called an open call. You might hear it on the radio. You might see it in the newspaper. 
And then they'll ask you to come in with a photograph or they might take a a quick digital picture of you. And they will, um, if you have a a headshot or a resume, they might keep you in, in mind for future projects. Now, some people have gone to Craigslist to find things. I do want to caution you about going to Craigslist or the other kinds of online sites because there are scams out there. And very often, many of these casting opportunities are actually, um, they might be pornographic films or films that you would not want to participate in. Or it could be a complete scam altogether, just something that's trying to get your contact information or your social security number. So be careful of, very be very, very careful of all of these. There are casting agencies that... Uh, that you can check out that are for background casting. For example, in the San Francisco area, we have San Francisco. It's SF Casting. There's um, online, you can look at nowcasting.com. There's lacasting.com. There's Universal Casting. And these are all companies that you sign up with them. There is a small fee. It could be... Um, there's a sign, usually a sign-up fee, and you pay to have a picture uploaded. It might be fifteen or twenty dollars, or there could be an annual fee, and then you can you can apply for as many uh, jobs as you want. Just be search to make sure that what you're looking at is actually legitimate and that it isn't a scam. But um, SF Casting, LA Casting, Universal, the ones that I mentioned, Now Casting, are all legitimate casting places. Some of them have uh, the opportunity to just kind of pay as you go, to pay one every time you see something that you think you'd be good for, that you can just pay for that. Now, talent agencies, this is what, these are the people that represent actors and models, typically in exchange for uh, 10% of your gross if you're union, 20% of your gross if, you, if it's print uh, or non-union work. And that's of your future acting and modeling earnings. They might charge a very small upfront fee, maybe $100, just to get all your your uh, photos uploaded onto their website, etc. But most of them don't. They don't sell headshots. They don't help you with your resumes. They expect that you should come to them completely ready to go. And legitimate talent agencies have working relationships with all those casting directors, and that can increase your odds of getting auditions. Now, many of the agencies um, will have what we call a print department. Well, print department is for actors and models that uh, would want to do print ads. That could be magazines, annual reports, newspapers, catalogs, all of that. And I do recommend that if even if you're just going to be a print actor or a print model, it really helps to take some acting classes because, you know, no matter what, when you get in front of a camera, you're acting. And agents won't recommend you to casting directors over their other clients unless they're really confident that you know what you're doing. And if you are going to be going in to see a talent agency, sometimes they have open calls, usually they're going to want a monologue. And then they're also going to want to you, want you to have a resume already created. And resumes for acting are very different than a resume 
that you would do for a job interview. My suggestion is to find a good acting coach in your area and just book a consultation to figure out how is the best way to approach a talent agency if that's what you want or how to get going because you really have one shot at it. They won't look at you again for six months to a year so you don't want to blow it the first time around. Another suggestion I can give to you is uh, to pick up a copy of my book, The Business of Show Business. There's an ebook, there's an enhanced ebook that has audio with it, and uh, it's uh, you can find that on Amazon, and it's under $9, I know that. And if you want the print book, you can go to the website, starstyleradio.com, and click on the Star Style Store, and the print book is available for $20, and we can give you a an autographed copy. And that is really a great way to get started because it's a very inexpensive way. And usually, like before people come to me for any coaching, they have spent thousands of dollars. It's not unusual to spend anywhere from 3000 to 10000 especially for parents trying to get their kids going. So don't make that mistake. Pick up a copy of my book or another book and really find out what you need to do. And I really do encourage uh, booking, you know, an hour or two of a consultation from a qualified um, acting coach who, who really knows the area and can help you get from A to B. And you don't want to just go visiting casting directors or talent agencies because that's just not the way it's done anymore. Everything is really done online. You know, we do things through emails. Uh, We do submissions through emails. You just can't show up. And again, if you are going to be invited in, make sure that you have a short monologue. There's books of monologues that are suitable for auditions at libraries and bookstores online. Always choose a monologue that's appropriate for someone your age and your look. And the one thing that's really important is you really don't try to choose a monologue that's so popular that everybody, um, that all the casting people know it because you're in a no-win situation. You know, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof was, was a play that everybody loved. But the problem was is that you really couldn't live up to the actors who originally portrayed that. So try to find something that's a little more obscure, but that fits your age. If you're 15, don't try to play 87. I know we do that on stage, but when we're working on film and commercials and television, it's pretty rare that you're going to do a whole range of ages. Normally, they'll find somebody who's younger Uh, to play you as a younger person and they'll find someone who's older to play you as an older person. If you just saw uh, Moonlight, that was a very good example of that. And a shout out to um, supporting actor who is actually went to school right here at St. Mary's in um, Moraga. Very, very proud of you for winning the Academy Award. We love it. Now, getting scammed, scams are out there. Just remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it always is too good to be true. And just run, don't walk. Always make sure you're dealing with a legitimate casting director or a legitimate talent agency. There are companies, as I said already, that charge upfront fees and thousands of dollars in exchange for these promises about launching your aspiring actoring model career. If anyone guarantees anything, it's a lie. 
There are no guarantees in life except for taxes and death. And nobody can guarantee that they're going to make you a star. They can't guarantee that they're going to get you a job. All they can do is work hard at it and have you work hard at it. And legitimate uh, talent agencies are not going to charge outrageous upfront fees. In fact, the talent agencies that I work with don't charge any fees. But there, it, there could be in some cities across the land where they might have to charge a little bit just to um, upload the pictures, as I said. Always what you're paying for is a percentage of your future earnings. You can always go to a casting director or an agency's website and look for a list of credits because if, if the casting director or the talent agent is experienced and legitimate, they're going to have a long list of projects that they've worked on in the past and they're going to talk about them. So you can, you know, with the internet these days, you can find everything. The other thing is to make sure that the talent agencies are licensed by your state. And licensing requirements vary from state to state. But um, I, my favorite thing to do, I mean, again, I'm a member of Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. You can go to sagaftra.org, S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A.org, and you can select agency relations from the union info. And then if you um, select SAG franchised agents, you can choose your state or region from that list, and you'll be able to see who, the, who are signatory to the Screen Actors Guild um, contracts. And that's going to tell you who are legitimate. Now, as far as experience and training, there's work available to actors who have a little bit of experience and training. And that's, you know, that's typically the non-speaking roles or small roles in independent films and productions, where, as I said earlier, you could be paid nothing or just a little bit. And usually those kind of roles, they might be for looks only. You might be cast just because you look like somebody or you look, you know, you look the part. But if you really want to start landing bigger and better and deeper roles, you need to get some acting experience and some training. You can start taking, you know, some um, roles in your local amateur theatrical productions in your town. You can take acting classes at a... um, a community college or, you know, a community center, or you can uh, work with an acting coach. You can check your local talent agents or the Screen Actors Guild to see if there's any recommended classes. And, of course, you could uh, conduct a search on the Internet for acting classes along with the nearby cities. But just make sure that you feel that it's legitimate. Just know that, you know, um, four to six classes could cost you, you know, $75 to $100 a class. So it's uh, not inexpensive. And you really would like a class focused on on on-camera acting for commercials, corporate training films, and um, films and TV if that is your goal. If you really are looking to to launch a part-time acting career and you don't want to, you know, go to Hollywood or New York. If you're interested in becoming a stage actor, then go and talk to local theater companies because most of them offer... Um, acting classes. Also, local casting directors sometimes offer some um, classes as well. Now, talent agents are no longer allowed to offer classes. I know in um, oh in the eighties, uh, my agents had had me create uh, classes for their kids, and in those days, 
uh, talent agents were allowed to train their kids or train actors and then move them over to their acting division. But that has now been outlawed from Screen Actors Guild. So just be careful. Now, when you audition, you want to dress for the role you hope to land. An appropriate wardrobe really helps the filmmaker see you in the part. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're playing a fisherman, you know, you have to come in with... Um, with fish dangling from a pole, but you should at least look like you could be out on the water. In our business, 15 minutes early is on time. So always get there 15 minutes before your audition because uh, if you're giving a script and you haven't had it provided you know, previously, you want to have a little time to look it over. Don't attempt to memorize a script unless it's only a few sentences because otherwise you're probably going to give a very expressionless performance. Um, if you have a, an acting resume that you have properly prepared uh, with a coach who helps you do a resume, then you should bring that. Uh, if you've had amateur acting experience, local production, that is, that's really great. And if you have a professional headshot, you always want to bring that as well. If you need a professional photographer, you're going to expect to pay anywhere from $200 to probably $500 um, for a professional headshot and a makeup artist may or may not be included. For more information to get a, a coaching from me or more information about getting the business of show business, go to CynthiaBryan.com. And again, you can find the business of show business both in ebook and in uh, print form at, uh, online uh, retailers at both Barnes and Noble and Amazon. If you want autographed copies, you need to contact me directly. So when we come back from break, we're going to have some more fun and we're going to be talking about our health insurance and what happens when you are denied a claim. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. How do you turn your dreams into reality? Well, here are 10 traits from successful people. Your mindset is everything. Be positive, think success, not failure, and beware of negative environments. Decide upon your true dreams and goals. Write down your specific goals and develop a plan to reach them. Take action. Goals are nothing without action. So don't be afraid to get started. Just do it. Never stop learning. Go back to school, read books, get training, acquire skills. Be persistent and work hard. Success is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Never give up. Learn to analyze the details. Get all the facts, all the input, and learn from your mistakes. Focus your time and your money. Now, don't let other people or things distract you from your goal. Don't be afraid to be an innovator. Be different. Following the herd is a sure way to mediocrity. Deal and communicate with people effectively. No person's an island, so learn to understand and motivate others to greatness. 
And finally, be honest and dependable. Take responsibility because if you don't, the other tips I told you aren't going to matter. Remember, you're the star of your own production. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out. Well, we're back together, and thank you for staying with me. Well, the next segment was inspired by a rejection that I just received the other day from my health insurance. I had my annual women's wellness mammogram, and it has always been been covered by my insurance, which is a Blue Cross PPO, without any problem over the years. And this time, I got a thing saying it was not covered. And it turns out that the place that I've been going to for all these years um, has, and which is Summit, um, Summit Sutter Medical Center up here in Northern California, has not negotiated with Blue Cross to cover um, anything with Blue Cross. So that was really, really frustrating because mammograms are expensive. If I had known that it wouldn't be covered, I would have gone someplace else if I could have found it. I might have put it off, um, whatever. But that's one of the problems these that we're having these days is when I checked in, they took my Blue Cross card. Um, they said everything was fine, that they would bill. And in fact, when I called them back after it was denied, the desk didn't even know that they were not covered because they have an outside billing service. So until a few years ago, if your health insurer denied a claim, it was complicated and it was very frustrating to fight that decision. But thanks to the federal law that is known as uh, the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, it's now much easier to file an opinion, uh, an appeal, and win one. The law requires that any time an insurer denies an insurance claim or a payment for a medical service, it has to do so in writing, it has to spell out the appeals process, and it also requires that even if you lose the appeal, you can even appeal that decision to a non-insurance company-affiliated third party like a state insurance department. And since that law 
passed in 2010, appeals obviously have increased, and a greater number of them have won. Listen to this, 60%. Now, it's still not a slam dunk. It's not that you're going to prevail if you have an appeal with an insurance claim denial, but you can increase your odds of winning. So, uh, of course, now I know Trump wants to repeal this Affordable Care Act, so we don't know what's coming down the pike. But for now, here are some things that you should know and that could help you. Your health insurance is like money in the bank that's set aside for your medical care. But surprisingly, most people don't even know what is and what is not owed to them, which means they don't know what's covered and they don't know what's not covered by their insurance plan, including private employer provider insurances. So you might have, if you're older, you might have Medicare, you might have Medicare Advantage, you might have Medigap. If you are lower uh, income, you might have Medicaid. Um, If you are employed by a big employer, you could have any number of different plans. Now, these same people are surprised when they receive an unexpected bill because you might assume that a routine tetanus shot would always be covered by your insurance. Well, maybe not. It might cover a tetanus shot only if it's deemed medically necessary. For example, you stepped on a rusty nail. Uh, it's, it might cover something like, it, you know, the wellness, the women's wellness, for example. You're supposed to get a mammogram, a pap smear, and a, a simple checkup annually, but you've got to read the fine print. And my advice is if you don't read your health insurance policy, then you want to call your insurer to confirm coverage or the coverage limits before you have any really expensive medical procedure. Uh, I had to have a spinal surgery a couple of months ago, and that was like my first thing is to call my medical insurance to see what was covered, to make sure the hospital was covered, to make sure that the surgeon that I hired was going to be covered, because it turns out that these negotiations are always ongoing and things change. So what, what I found out the hard way this year is what has been covered always, as long as I've had insurance, and I've always had Blue Cross, uh, as long as I've had insurance, it's always been covered, and now this year, it's not covered. And I mean, I had no reason to doubt that it wouldn't be covered, but we do have to um, double check. So let's just say that you get a bill for $10,000 because your insurance says that a second night's hospital stay isn't gonna be covered. As it turns out, the insurer might've mixed up your claim with um, somebody else's. It could have mixed it up with your spouse or with one of your children, and then the error has to be corrected. But it just goes to show that claims could be denied because of administrative errors. Now, other times, the doctor or the hospital may have used the wrong code when submitting the claim. Now, I was told by the the, uh, billing that the code that they used was called prescriptive, And that could have been the wrong code because it's supposed to be a wellness code. But I really got the runaround. I ended up calling over 15 people to try to get this straightened out. And finally, I just decided to write the appeals letter, send it in, and now we'll see what happens. I mean, the problem is, is that, you know, it can be quite expensive 
because it's not just the mammogram. They have an anesthesiologist that reads it. So you're maybe out a couple thousand dollars if you don't, if you're not um, aware of it. Now, uh, sometimes if you're turned down, you want to call your insurer and you could ask for the code that was submitted. Then you could call your doctor or your hospital to see if that is the correct code for the service that was provided. And then the provider can resubmit the claim and they can include a letter of explanation that describes what you had done. If, like what I just went through, where I got the runaround from everybody and the billing people said they couldn't change the code because the doctor had to change the code, the doctor said they had nothing to do with changing a code, and and the insurance said that the code didn't matter, so <laughs> it could you could get the runaround. But just ask your doctor's office or your hospital billing office for copies of everything your doctor or hospital has submitted to the insurer in case you need to file an appeal. And then be very, very smart when you go out of network because if your insurer requires you to use in-network doctors or facilities and you go to a service outside, you will probably be charged for all, um, possibly part, but almost all of the cost. In my case, it's 100% out of network, 100% you pay. And you can win that denial if you show that a service was necessitated by an emergency on your insurer's network that could not meet your medical need, uh, that might happen. Um, or if the claim you know, was extremely expensive and there was no other way that you could get it, it might get approved. So get out of network services pre-authorized and gather all your supporting evidence and you might be able to back up your request and enlist the medical experts that you can find to support you and then your claims might be paid. But Check your insurance and read the fine print. Well, thanks for being great listeners. That's our show for today on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm glad that you're here with me every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Network. We're always live, and this is the Empowerment Channel, and we always are bringing you information. Next week, we're going to have a terrific guest on the show with her book, Lost Girl. Shonda Hahn will be joining us, and if you like Peter Pan, you're going to love this. For more information about Star Style Productions. Visit CynthiaBryan.com for information about the radio show and Express Yourself Teen Radio. Please visit StarStyleRadio.com and to make a donation to Be The Star You Are or get involved in being a sponsor for our Moraga Fair as Michael Verbrugge is, you can go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And I want to get you reading a great book this week. So pick up a book and maybe it's going to be the business of show business. My gardening book will be available in just a couple of weeks and I'm going to keep you posted on that. Remember that you're the greatest, you're the best, you have something wonderful to offer. You are the coolest, you don't have to adjust a thing, just be you and get what you want out of life. So until next week when we celebrate again, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a very fun Irish day on St. Patrick's Day. Erin Gobra and be good. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. 
been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.